Hello and welcome to another episode of Wannabe Entrepreneur. Today I have another guest, I have another interview. I have a person that surprisingly I haven't met through Trivago. He's a Portuguese friend, his name is João. Hello João. Hi man, how are you doing? Good, good, thank you for, for joining. Cool. The way I, I met João is quite funny. I, I actually met you long time ago and it was yep. kind of a fanboy. I, I remember seeing like an article of your company here back on um, on a yep. magazine and mm -hmm. I kind of reached out to you with a message and we've been talking ever since about you know our project so that's that's super cool. Yeah, I remember you sent me an email asking some questions about my <laughs> project know. back then. You you were starting your own project since you wanted to know more about entrepreneurship, and and you, you for some reason thought I w I was an expert in it, and <laughs> you sent me an email asking asking stuff. I mean, when someone appears on the magazine for me, it's like equals that yeah that person is an expert. Yeah, man, uh, it's not it's too easy to go in, in magazines. It doesn't tell you anything <laughs> about how expert you are, but yeah, I appreciated yeah, your message. Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> cool. I, yeah, I always ask for my guests to kind of introduce themselves. So, yeah. would you mind saying a few words about who is João? Yeah, sure. Um, João is the guy from Lisbon, Portugal. Um, I'm a landscape architect, although I do graphic design for a living. I've been engaging in some projects throughout my life. Um, Airpack being one of them, the one you were talking, you were just talking, right. um, which was a brand I launched, which the product, the product was like uh, planters for herbs and other edible, edible flowers and edible plants, mm -hmm. and those planters you could hang out, hang in walls and make like small vertical gardens in balconies and things like that. Uh, it was a way of doing a nice design product for um, urban gardening for small spaces yeah but overall i think what i really like to do is not manage these projects what i really like to do is to create and build stuff and i think entrepreneurship is just a way of a way that allows me to be creative and build stuff and at the same time earn a living i think all entrepreneurs um are just creative people in a sense and they just think that ent entrepreneurship allows them that creative freedom and yeah it, it's a way for creative people to stay creative and at the same time earn a living yeah I, I, I couldn't agree more yeah so let's maybe first speak about Herpeg I think it's yeah. such an interesting project mm -hmm. first of all how old were you when you when you started um, I'm not sure if I was 18 or 19. Um, it's possible that I was 19. I was in college back then. I think I noticed the trend in the market. I noticed that people were starting to enjoy like having their own herbs in the balcony and, and growing their own vegetables and things like that. And I always wanted to create a, a product that would have a nice design and a nice functionality. And Herpec was my idea that to to take advantage of this trend. So I built these planters made out of fabric. They were very malleable, um, and and so people could could grow their own vegetables in a 
in a fashion way, let's say. But yeah, I think I was I was 18 or 19 years old. So super young. But so I guess my question is, was it a you or you trying to solve a problem? Like how, how did you come up with with the idea? Yeah, I, I don't think it was that cerebral. Uh, I, I wasn't really trying to solve a problem per se, but I really wanted to engage in a project that would allow me to create stuff and build stuff and try to uh, also earn some money doing something I really enjoyed. And I just noticed that trend and because I I was already a designer back right. then. I just I just thought it was an opportunity to do something different and try the the world of entrepreneurship. So you basically noticed that people were more this trend of you know farming inside their own houses was you know growing, and you said like okay, let's create a product for that. Is that right? Yeah, I, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think I was. Uh, one of the pioneers in that trend. I, I, I think I noticed that trend early, very early, and I just took advantage of it, let's say. And how did you decide to, to use Airpack to take advantage of that? How did you find that people were lacking this kind of vases that they could easily apply in their walls? Yeah, oh, well, in a, in a sense, I think that it it was solving a problem because it would allow people that didn't have much space in their balconies, for example, in urban areas, to grow herbs and to cultivate their their um, their plants and edible flowers, etc. Mm -hmm. So this, in a way, it would it would solve a problem. But um, I don't think that was my main focus to solve a problem. I just think that that was. A little thing that people would enjoy to it was a different thing it was nicely designed right. um, it was functional but it's not that people would have to buy their packs to grow their own stuff they could grow their stuff in like any sort of container true but her packs would, would be just a fashionable way to do it I guess yeah and um, so okay just for, for me to understand you you decided that you wanted to take advantage of this space, you saw a trend coming, and then you are a designer, yeah. and you thought, okay, let me try to design something, design a, a cool, easy to build vase that people could just install on their walls. And, yeah. and then you just, you start designing, right? Or did you do some kind of market analysis before? Or did you just get your pen and paper and started building? No, I just, I, I just did it, I just did it. Um, I, I didn't have a plan. I just wanted to create stuff, to build stuff, to experiment. Um, what I, I really enjoy to build my own brands and to build the community around those those brands. So it wasn't that I had a very well thought plan. Okay. Um, I just I just wanted to to make that experiment, to create stuff, to build stuff, to design my own brand, and I just did it. Um, I, and, and I didn't I didn't have many expectations if if the if, if the business was a flop it would be so you didn't think okay about if, business you didn't think about anything you just built it yeah I don't yeah I think yeah and I mostly when I when I engage in new projects if I if I think about it what really motivates me is to build brands is to create stuff is is the crea it's mostly the creative part of right. it it's not just the, the management, it's not um, 
it's not necessarily how much money I'm gonna earn. Of yeah. course, if I can earn money with it, the better. Right. But I think my main motivation is it's it's freedom and it's uh, creative freedom. It's experiment. Is it's exploring. Is it only creation, or do you also like to be, you know, liked by your public? Do do you like? It gives you joy to see others using and others buying your product, or you just want to create and then you don't care if people actually use it or not. No, of, of course. I mean, uh, we are all humans and we are social beings, so I right. guess we we all enjoy people enjoying our stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I I won't be cynical and saying that oh, I didn't care about that. Of course, that is always something that motivates you, even if it's not your main focus of course it's something that feeds you right it's something that that keeps you going um but yeah, I, i cannot say that it was my main focus but of course i enjoyed it right yeah okay so you you built your first sketch right you have your first herb yeah. bag how what was the next step yeah so i First of all, I had to research which fabrics I could use to make the planters because not mm -hmm. all fabrics were suitable for the job. I had to I had to use a synthetic fabric that would not rot, that would be resistant to the UV rays. Right. And so, so I I make some experiments. I built I I, I ordered some samples, and after I decided the material, I had to make some. Um, Some models. I cut it. I, in the beginning, instead of sewing sewing the fabrics, I just glue them. Wow. I would staple them just just to ex just to try um, to to make a prototype of the planter. Right. And and then I left the planter for a few months in outside with some plants, and I would see how the plants would do in the planter. I, I would see how the fabrics would react to the outside conditions. And then after I figured it was all alright, uh, I ordered more fabrics. I took the, fabri the fabrics to a, a corner shop, a dressmaker, and I ordered like 50 to 100 planters. And then I, I built my brand, I designed my logo, etc, etc. I registered the, the, the brand and the, the design. And I started by selling online in a small online shop. Up to this point, you you had no idea if people actually liked it, or did you like collect some feedback? Did you show your prototype to your friends? How did that process go? Yeah, I, I asked some people what they were thinking, but again, it was just an experiment. I didn't really know. In the end, I thought if people don't like what I'm doing it's just another thing for my portfolio like because I had a nicely right. designed brand I I had a nice idea it was also in a way um, a way of of having of having work done to show my You're my cool. design skills in, in a right. sense um, so I wasn't really thinking about the sex the success of the brand of course if it was successful that would be even nicer right but right Yeah, in the beginning, it was just experimental. So my question is, you were more interested maybe in building the portfolio. You built your first yeah. prototype, it worked, and then you mm -hmm. decided to invest, right? And this money yeah. came from your pocket, right? Or did you get an yeah, investor? Yeah, but, that, but that's, How did you... 
that's the cool thing because it was also everything was so homemade and the progress of this business was so slow i right. i was able to start it with just 200 euros or something like that Whoa. i just spent yeah i just spent money buying a few fabrics it wasn't like uh, i didn't buy them wholesale I, i i bought them retail right um i i took them to a dressmaker some lady that would would just yeah, sew trousers yeah uh-huh. yeah, tell, yeah yeah sure um and i ordered just like as i said 50 50 planters or, or something like that and i just started by selling those 50 planters then i i earned some money i bought more more stock uh, so cool. until yeah until the tailor wasn't enough anymore so <laughs> i moved to a, an actual factory and um, okay but how did you sell them you 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 build a store right yeah and how did you build yeah. the store was it like Yeah, how did you do it? Yeah, in the beginning, I think I used um, I used Wings or something like that, one of those platforms right. that allows you to to build websites easily, and that was my main store. Um, then, well, I I sold some Urpex online, also through Facebook. Yeah, Facebook was one of my main sources of of um, sales so you sold to your friends on facebook um not my friends because i i created a business page and i was right. promoting i also run uh, facebook ads okay and... so that that part is actually very interesting so yeah you you built a, a facebook page back yeah. then when facebook was still a thing <laughs> i'm joking but you, yeah you when, when ads were affordable yeah exactly and then you started experimenting with ads and that's how you also sold a couple of them in the beginning with ads yeah and how much how yeah, much money I, did you spend in yeah. ads i didn't spend more money than i was earning so um those two first hundred dollars i invested mm-hmm. um were were enough to make some stock to sell some stock yeah. to make the cash flow going right and with that cash flow i was investing in some ads and uh, which which allowed me to to sell some more yeah. and and then i also designed the catalog and i i sent i sent that catalog um, i emailed a bunch of stores like concept stores and and design stores and things like right. that And and some stores thought the idea was nice, and they started to order, order. Mm-hmm. yeah, to order more Airpex wholesale. But at this point, I was starting to sell for retailers and not for the the public. And yeah. that that's when I decided I needed to go to a to a factory. Right. And uh, how did that process go? So, how did you pick the factory even? Yeah, it it wasn't it wasn't easy. I tried like three or four factories in the beginning um not all factories were were um were making the product as i as i liked yeah uh, with with the finishes i was hoping for um until but it was just trial and error until i just tried the factory the pro- the products were coming out all right um the prices were uh, reasonable Mm-hmm. And so I just uh, I just kept with them. So, by the way, what were your margins initially before the factory? 
how much money were you making for for each airpack do you remember yeah i i i researched uh i researched that on google and it seemed to me that most products work on a um their cost has to be like 30% of the final price so i, I was aiming at that and for retailers um i was doing like a 50% margin and how much was it then uh, one airpack you had multiple sizes but the average yeah i sold airpacks in packs of three units right. yeah and as if i um if i remember correctly this was some years ago mm -hmm. This the small sized ones, a pack of three, were were like 12 euros or something like that. Yeah, I was able to produce them relatively cheap. Right. But again, I, I but even with the factory, I was also doing a lot of uh, homework, uh, like the packagings and the quality control, and was uh, um, uh, there was a step in the in the production of those planters that. You, you had to, to reinforce to reinforce the planters right. with a metal bar in the back and I, I, I was doing that metal bar part in, in my house mm -hmm. so there was a lot of homework that's why in a way I was able to, to keep the price cheap so how much time were you investing per day or per week I don't know yeah a lot of time it, it reached the point that it was almost a full time. I was also in, in college back then, right. but um, as soon as I left my classes, and also I, I wouldn't go to all my classes, <laughs> so I, I guess my full time was divided between my classes and uh, airpack. But then I would also work at night, so it was almost a full time. A full time, job. yeah. And how how much money were you making? Was it um, a salary? Yeah, it was a salary. I was I was uh, making like um, a thousand and something euros a month. So it was it was a, a nice. Really it wasn't it wasn't a big deal, but it was a nice salary compared to the average salary in Portugal. That's that's a great great salary, especially for you that you were still a student, right? Yeah, it allowed me to save money to then invest, for example, in Donido, which was right. my next project after Epic. That's, that's super cool. So, okay, so now you, you have a factory, uh, yeah. you're streamlining everything. Mm -hmm. What were your next steps? You, you got some attention, right? Then you got also some articles in the magazines. Yeah. Was, yeah, and also, yeah. Was it something it was, that you asked for or they just came to you? No, I, I well, I've, I've, sent, I've sent a press release. Um, so what is that for... The listeners what is a yeah, press, press release, release is, is, is just like a, a pitch for journalists let's say uh, just a small small presentation of your project and you send them to magazines and journalists and you hope that someone is going to publish what you just uh, so you write you something about your company and then you go to all the to oh, i don't you google all the emails of journalists and magazines and you just send it to them and hope that yeah, they will get back to yeah you. it's something like that but it only resulted in like a a magazine article right but i went to some tv tv stations um how here how in did Portugal. you yeah i was contacted i didn't do anything wow. um, okay i was contacted uh, by three or four tv stations and also four or six four to six uh, magazines and uh, news 
newspapers. But it was very organic. I didn't do anything. Yeah. Um, they just contacted me. But uh, back then, it was also trending to be entrepreneur. And <laughs> okay. yeah, it was also yeah. Um, so I think that everything that was linked to entrepreneurship would would catch the media attention. Right. And it's funny because you said in the beginning that you wanted to be a creative, you wanted to in improve your design skills, but at this point you're doing a lot of things. You're a marketeer, you are mm -hmm. a businessman, you are a yeah. spokesperson, right? So how did you manage all of this doing things that initially you were not thinking you would do? Yeah, I mean, that, that was all experimental. As I said, I, I, I wasn't planning anything. It was all very organic. In the beginning, I just wanted to build a brand and sell right. products and explore What, what it is to be an entrepreneur. I didn't have a very well thought plan or anything. And then everything just followed and, mm -hmm. and I went with it. What about the um, feedback from the people? Because at this point you are having a lot of sales. Did you get mm -hmm. haters? Did you get people trying to, I know, pull you down? Not really, I didn't have, I didn't have, uh, didn't have much hate, no, I don't think so. But I was also a teenager back then, and I think people were sympathizing with me, I guess. Exactly, um, yeah. So, so Airpack now, is, are you still selling Airpacks? I, I stopped selling Airpacks. I stopped selling Airpacks when I noticed the trend was the trend for herbs was disappearing slowly. How did you and notice that? I just noticed that... Um, People uh, were, uh, didn't talk about herbs and uh, um, farming their own vegetables anymore. It just it was slowly fading away, right? Right. And but where? And, sorry to interrupt, but where would you notice? It's like on social media. Yeah, yeah. I noticed friend? on. Yeah, exactly. I, I noticed on social media. I noticed that people um, weren't talking, uh, weren't asking me uh, questions as much, uh, weren't showing as much interest as they did before and also this was coinciding with me also having a lot more clients for my graphic design freelancing right. so i got stuck in a point where i had to choose my graphic design freelancing and their pack mm -hmm. and i thought that to keep her pack alive i would have to come up with new projects and new products and um At that point, I just decided that my graphic design freelancing was the way I was uh, I was going to follow. Yeah, and uh, when was this? How long after you started it? It was like three years, I guess. So it lasted three to four years. Three I to think. four years. Yeah. And why didn't you try to sell it, the company? Uh, yeah, I could try it. I didn't know how to do it, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't know how to sell. A brand maybe maybe I could have sold it but I was so focused on my graphic design freelancing and moving and just moving on that I wasn't really motivated to right to explore that possibility so basically you're you kind of achieve all of your goals you wanted to build a brand you wanted to exactly, see, yeah. be creative you want to also to help people and to take advantage of a trend and you did it yeah 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 um i had a lot of fun i met a lot of people i learned so much about entrepreneurship i learned how to manage uh, a business how to um how to build a brand um 
Yeah, what it was, was the biggest lesson, the, the thing that you took forever? <clears throat> oh man, that's a difficult question. <laughs> Airpack gave me so many answers for so many things, I don't know, I can just select one answer. Um, but, I don't know. I mean, one thing that I took from this conversation is to yeah. be aware of the trend, for sure, right? Like, I think yeah, that's something yeah, that that's entrepreneurs one, yeah. have. They, they kind of listen, they realize how the world is moving, and they take advantage of that, right? Yeah, yeah. Taking advantage of the trend is it's probably one of the main factors of success for a business. Right. Cool. I think that's all for her pack. Mm -hmm. We'll finish this episode now, but we'll continue talking because I still want to speak about your other projects. Yeah. But for this episode, I think this is more than enough and this is super interesting. So thank you so much. Yeah, man. Thank, thank you. Right. This was another episode My pleasure. of Wannabe Entrepreneur and see you tomorrow.